Welcome everyone to another episode of Two Men No Hope. And we have an exclusive report from the think tank of Disney has a ditch effort to save themselves from going down the pan uh, that Bud Light went. They've shared their next three reboots with us. So the first one is Pete's non-imaginary, non-binary, minor attracted life partner. Don't if you like that one, Jamie. What about 101 non-specific entities? Fuck me. (laughs) (laughs) What about Cinderfella? where he is bullied by his stepsister and auntie and all he wants to do is become a woman. Then his fairy godmother comes and says that she can only make him look like a woman. But that is enough for her to become the first queen of the city and everyone loves Cinderfella. Cinderfella. Cinderfella <laughs> is a fucking brilliant one. <laughs> That's so 2023 it hurts, isn't it? <laughs> I was thinking about that all day at work. Oh, yeah, by the way, that wasn't actually, if anyone's like, oh, I'm going to Google that. That was all fake. I, I made that up. <laughs> Just <laughs> the thing is, with Disney, it's that plausible it could happen. A mate at work said not to say out loud because now that I've said out loud, it will happen. Yeah. <laughs> I think I, Di- trying... I think Disney and Netflix are competing to be the most woke companies in the world because they keep adding these non-binary and fucking like transsexual people into their fucking shows and the not dwarfs and the Latina yeah. Snow Whites and doing anything they can. Bringing out the Little Mermaid with Camero, and uh, seeing who's going to win the woke wars. It is the woke wars, isn't it? That's literally what it is. But it's backfiring because no one's buying tickets to um, Disney World. No one's seeing their films. That um, the woman that's playing Snow White is literally doing everything she can to to empty seats in the cinema. I don't. What's yeah. going on with the Snow White thing? She's saying that she's making out about like how. Um, there's not going to be a Prince Charming because it's not an outdated 1976 movie and how like women should be empowered and not want to be in love. And then she went down to the um, the uh, union, you know, they're all on strike. Yeah. She went down there and basically said, oh, if I've got to wear, wear a dress of a fairy princess for 12 hours, I should be paid for every second of it. Making out that like it's a burden to be a Disney princess, and I'm like, you just want to throw it in people's face anymore. Why is every film nowadays got to have like some kind of undetermined meaning? Why can't it just be a film for kids about a princess? Why doesn't anyone want to fall in love anymore? Like Snow White's not outdated. Loads of people want to meet. Okay, yeah, like it's it's different sexes and things like that. But that mm. story of meeting someone. And falling in love and living hev- happily ever after. That's everyone wants that. Everyone wants a partner. Everyone wants to be with someone for the rest of their lives. That's not outdated. Yeah. I have no idea what the story of Snow White is. When I'm looking back on it, there's a woman, there's an evil uh, witch Stepmother. chasing her. Yeah, she um, she gets lost in the forest and the seven dwarfs, she like stays with them in hiding. And the witch finds her and gives her a poison apple, which puts her to sleep. And yeah. then the Prince Charming comes along and kisses her and wakes her up. So it, the story, with that story, the story is more about 
the witch the because it's like a stepmother sort of thing. It's yeah. all, it's more about her not being uh, not accepting her getting older and being jealous of someone else's beauty and trying to sort of like sabotage and get rid of her. So she, you know, what I mean, it's more about her than Snow White, really. Yeah. So it's fuck all. The, uh, yeah, it means fuck all. And yeah. they're all kicking off about the midget thing, uh, the dwarf thing. But the Huntsman did it about ten years ago, and no one noticed. That was such a fucking good movie, yeah. And it was like full size people, yeah, that were made to look small. Yeah, that was that's my favorite. I didn't like the first one very much. The second one was wicked. Yeah, they were good films. Yeah, yeah. I remember was going into that completely blind, and I was like, right, this is totally not the film I thought it was. <laughs> yeah, no, that was really good. I think it's more the point that they've outrightly said. And made like a point of being like, we're not using them because it's offensive and stuff like that. And it's like, what's offensive about it? It's not Snow White and the Seven Midgets. That would be offensive. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's dwarfs. That's their technical. It's a, a, a version of dwarfism. You know what I mean? It's not. I'll tell you what it is, Dan. It's 2023 and it's the woke wars and Disney are trying to win. That's what it is. Yeah, and I think my intro just sent us down ten minutes of running. <laughs> yeah. Ten minutes. At least of the intro was funny. I cut from previous episodes of us going, "What is it like in this 2023 world?" <laughs> oh, have you? I didn't know that. Um, anyway, how you doing, man? I'm good. I'm good. Same old stuff going on. I had a big works do night. Uh, oh yeah, I saw out. the picture. Yeah, um, very messy. Very. What messy. was it for? What just? A work just people wanted to go out yeah basically we did a big one at christmas and then we didn't want to wait for christmas to come around again because so it was it lined up well with quite a few people's shift and stuff because all of our shifts are quite funny at work in the different sections and stuff on different shifts mm-hmm. so it lined up quite well with that and we decided to go and do it and we started down in luton in in the white house in luton Went to the George um, by the train station and then went over to St. Albans. Oh, yeah. And then I did the typical thing of when you wake up the next day and you're like, fuck me, right, what's happened? Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, I had anxiety to the worst of anxiety possibly could be. I, I looked in the oven. There's fucking chicken in the oven where I've attempted to cook chicken. I opened the air fryer. There's chips in the air fryer. I haven't turned it on. So they're just defrosted chips in the air fryer. <laughs> and I was like, I wasn't that drunk. I remember dancing a lot. What, uh, I wonder if I said anything wrong to other people. So I messaged one of the other guys and I was like, did I show myself up? He was like, nah, you're fine. And then I come into work two days later thinking like there'll be loads of stories about there's about 20 of us on the night out. About 10 people have blacked out the entire night. Don't remember anything. Not. Oh, that's right then. <laughs> and I was like, oh, well, at least I'm not the only one. At least I'm I not would the check the one. headlines. I would just go onto Google and I'd be like, man wearing a cap in St. Albans and see if anything came up. <laughs> <laughs> the hat was off. People would be like, a thing to know. The hat was off. Oh, really? Well, you never get noticed in the public, too, if you don't wear your hat. I know. I know. I um, I was on a mission that day because like a load of people stopped for food and I was like I could see the pub. I was like, see you later, boys. I'm off, and I was like down the <laughs> fucking road. 
<laughs> You're like, I don't need nothing to line my stomach. I'm gone. Oh yeah, I was like, I've eaten a subway already. I don't need it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me and um, Sabina had a date night on Friday. Okay. Went for sushi and then did I send you the pictures? I can't remember. I uh, I had yeah, I think so. You sent me some nice pictures of food. Yeah. So we went for sushi and then we went to the cinema. And um, in between that, as we were walking back to the car, I'm trying. I'm going to try and picture it as as thick as possible. We're going down this street and there's like an alleyway on the right. Mm. And we're walking along chatting and all of a sudden this pigeon comes sprinting, like hopping out of this alleyway with like a busted wing and its legs like fucked up. And it's like hopping, like trying to get away. And, and Sabina's like, oh... That pigeon must have been just hit by a car because it's it's like frantic, like trying to get away. And I was like, oh, yeah, I wonder why. Because, you know, I think that's like a one-way system. So we kept on walking and we turned around this corner and there's only a fucking murderous seagull killing pigeons. No like, way. Yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> this seagull's got a pigeon's neck in its mouth. And it's got his foot on it and it's trying to like snap its neck. And, and me and Sabrina is like, that pigeon's trying to fucking escape. We turn around, it's down the road. Like hopping away, it's fucking gone. And this, and then we're like, holy shit, stand like, there watching. on the crime scene. Oh, mate. <laughs> we're just watching it murder this fucking pigeon. And then this little kid comes along on a bike. And Sabrina's like, what, what the fuck's going on? And, the, and then the kid just goes, mom. <laughs> And we're like, quick, let's go. Fucking walk across the road, we're back to the car. It's one of those, I said to uh, Sabina, I was like, why don't I have that um, instinctiveness to pull my phone out and record it? Because that would have been fucking so funny to put on TikTok. But I just, it all just happened. And then as we're walking down the road, I'm like, oh man, I should have fucking recorded that. Yeah, you think about it afterwards, yeah. I would have booted the seagull across the fucking car park. Oh man, like I can still see it. Like it's fucking going for it. Like that's Jack the Ripper of seagulls. <laughs> you know what I mean, and they're big enough in like in Scotland. They're fucking massive. Like you come out in the morning, they're all standing on top of your car. Yeah. And if you go into Perth, they're like foxes. Like the streets are just like they'll go into the bins, pull the bag out, and they'll work together and rip all the bags. Yeah. And then there's just a fucking orgy of seagulls across the street. They're like dogs with wings, aren't they? They're fucking yeah. massive. 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 Yeah. Did I ever tell you the story about on Brighton Pier when me and Charlotte first got together and I got attacked by a group of seagulls, wasn't it? <laughs> what food did you have? <laughs> yeah, they love that. Me, me and Charlotte, we had our last bit of money and we bought fish and chips on Brighton Pier before we were leaving. And I, oh, this is like early days, me and Charlotte, so I was proper skint, yeah. And uh, we had our little box each and Charlotte went inside to get the drinks and I'm sitting there and it swooped down and took Charlotte's box and fucked off with it, yeah. <laughs> and like all these little cronies come down and started attacking me with my box. And I was like getting absolutely swooped on, yeah. And then I managed to save my box. Charlotte come out and she was in such a bad mood because obviously her fish and chips had gone, yeah. So I was like, here, have mine. She was like, I don't want yours. I don't want yours. It's, it's, <laughs> no, it's not the same. And I was like, we don't have the money to have any more. <laughs> 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 ever since that day i fucking hated seagulls and we we um stayed in a and b on like the top floor and uh every morning i'd wake up and there's a million seagulls on all the roofs and i'd look out and when because i was still trying to be like coy around charlotte because we just met 
when I was going to the toilet, I'd open the window so she couldn't smell too much. Mm. I opened the window and there's a fucking seagull standing there looking at me in it while I was trying to take a shit, mate. Fucking hell. <laughs> I was like, if you come near me, I'm going to break your neck. <laughs> Talking about shit, have you seen that video on TikTok of the Karen that's knocking on the guy's window? Yeah. Right, well, there's millions of them, but... he He's sitting, he's in his bathroom and she's like sticking her hand through the window and he's like, can I help you? And she's like, What's going on in there? There's a terrible smell. And he's like, I'm taking a shit. <laughs> and she's like, she's like, what? what? What do you mean you're taking a shit? Like, the smell was terrible. It smells like sewage. He's like, yeah, I'm taking a shit. Like, what do you want me to do about it? She's like, close the window. Dirty and she's trying gosh. to close the window. And he's like, fuck off. It's like, it stinks in here. I need to open the window. <laughs> and she's fighting. He's fighting with this woman in the car. <laughs> Crap me up so chronic. <laughs> there are some mental people in this world. There's oh, mate. My TikTok is full of fucking Karens. It's ridiculous. Karen. Some of them make me laugh and some of them just make me so angry. You've seen the woman that um, goes up to the two guys that are eating chicken in a KFC car park. She's t- having a go at them. No, I ain't seen that. She's like knocking on the window and she's like, you should be disgusted. Like they, those were animals. And she, and they're like, well, he's not anymore. He's breaded. <laughs> and she's like, it's not a joking matter. And he's like, no, it's not a joke. It's fucking tasty. Do you want a bit? And she's like, oh, I would never. And he just starts eating it in front of her. <laughs> I had one once when I lived in the flat that uh, come up to me. I was um, had my old Astra, my old black Astra, which was just a bog standard Astra, yeah? Yeah. And um, I used to, that was a diesel. So the engine was like a fucking tractor, yeah? So I was driving it to work every morning and one morning I come past and this woman come running into the road, it's quarter to five in the morning, yeah. I'd be like I was like, What the fuck? I thought someone had died or something, yeah. And then she was like <laughs> <coughs> She goes, Can you not drive your modified car up this road such an early morning? I have a baby inside. I said, It's modified. I said, the only fuckers that modified this was Voxel when it come off the fucking assembly line. <laughs> Because it's the, it's fucking a, it's a bog standard diesel. I said I'm not nothing's modified. And then she was like, looking at me, go. And then she's looking at the exhaust as though she as though she knew what she was looking at. <laughs> and I just remember thinking, fuck off. And I just sped off off the road. And then every time I went past her house, then I made sure I dropped gear and really revved it up just to fucking annoy her. I was thinking, stupid woman. They're so so entitled, fucking wankers. As though I care. This yeah. is gonna make me sound like an arsehole. As though I care that she's got a baby, yeah. First of all. We can all have a baby. We can all have a baby. Just because you decided yeah. to open your leg and impregnate yourself, yeah, doesn't mean that I've got to have a quieter car for you to to for you to be happier in life. That's that's like the um the uh what do you call it? The universal symbol for oh yeah, I'll I'll be quiet because you've got a kid. Yeah. You just say it. I've got a baby upstairs. Oh, okay, I'll, I'll be quiet now. That's fine. Yeah. It's like yeah. fuck off. Start playing Eminem. <laughs> fucking super loud. Really be a block. Kim. <laughs> Play the song Kim. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, if she'd come out and said Saint nicely to me, then it would be a totally different matter. But she's trying to accuse me of having a modified car, which she's basically trying to say I was like some type of boy racer type. And I was just like, mm-hmm. it's a fucking diesel Astra. Is as loud as it's gonna be. I'm not driving an electric car. Oh fuck that! 
not a fucking chance. It cost more to fucking fix the fuckers. But yeah, I, um, I just couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. And that, yeah, she's a typical Karen. Typical Karen. I had someone fucking ding my car uh, yesterday with a door. Oh, really? Fucking female was. And your car's white, so you must be able to see it quite easily. She chipped a bit of the paint. No, actually, it's quite... Because it's white, it's actually easier because it's like a grey underneath, obviously, the metal. Oh, uh, okay. So it's gone down to the primer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She fucking... But, like, I was sitting in my... It was at work, and I was sitting in my car on my break, so I was, just, like, staring at my phone. And she knocked it gently, and I, like, sort of looked up, and then I looked over to see what it was. And then she full-on fucking pelted it. What, while you was in the car? While I was in the car, yeah. <laughs> With a fucking cigarette hanging out of her mouth. And I got out, and I was like on her window and I was like do you want to be more fucking careful you just whack my car What'd and she's say? like Bulgarian or something so she just started shaking her head side to side and I was like don't shake your fucking head I was in the car I just watched you fucking do it she's like shaking her head looking at the people because she was in the passenger in the back looking at the people in front and I was and it was shaking her head was winding me up and I was like I knew you fucking done it I was just fucking seeing you it was like 20 seconds ago Shaking her head, and I'm just like, my face is getting red now, and I'm like, fucking, why not? And I was like, how about you mind what you're fucking doing, you cunt? The next time you fucking get into someone's car, you've... and I was like, swearing, I walked off. And it's just like, what the fuck do you, I mean, fucking bitch. Mate, I would have oh. fucking lost it. Like, I don't know what it is, but being in the car, I like, I'm a very calm person now since my teenage years, but being in the car seems to unleash a different animal, and it's just like, I can get into such road rage incidents. I used to, uh, where I used to live before, I used to go down a lot of country lanes. Oh, mate, those country lanes were a fucking nightmare. <coughs> yeah. And uh, I used, because I had my car was shit, I'd be like, okay, is that what you want to do? You want to play chicken with me? You're not going to, you're not going to pull over, yeah? <laughs> so I would just keep going, yeah? And I think, fuck it. If I write my car off, I write my car off, innit? <laughs> and it, <laughs> it'd be uh, so many it. times that we'd get stuck and then the person is trying to get out of the car. Oh, Sometimes I just, just want it. I'm like, get out of your car. Yeah, no, she. It's the fact that she didn't even say sorry. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's what wound me up. If she had gone, oh, sorry, it was an accident, even though I know it weren't, I would have been a bit more. But she just kept shaking her head like she had, didn't know what she was happening. I'm like, fuck off, you fucking bitch. I'm heating up in here, man. Oh, yeah. I'm heating up, yeah. I'm starting to feel hot as fuck. It doesn't help having like your ears covered. Because a lot of your heat gets from your head, isn't it? Yeah. Here is hat. I've got light on me. This room gets hot anyway because it's small. I feel like I'm in a powder keg of emotions, Dan. <laughs> Fucking powder keg of emotions right now. <laughs> <laughs> right. Let's do this disclaimer. Right, guys. So please remember that all the opinions in the show are of those of the hosts. It should only be taken as food for thought. We're in no way telling you to do anything. Everything is kept anonymous for the safety of the listeners and no information is shared to anyone else. If you are easily offended by people's opinions or views, then thank you for making this far, but this is not the podcast for you, so see you later. And please enjoy the rest of the show. I just wanted to add a little bit extra on the end there. Um, If we ever give advice and it's not the right advice or anything like that, you know, give us the feedback because, you know, when we're only human, we, we... we're open and honest and we give you our own opinions but if it doesn't work out or you feel like it's not the right advice let us know because then it helps us with you know future emails because everyone's really nice which is great but sometimes i think to myself like you know you can you can be honest like if if it was shit 
<laughs> yeah, if they feel like we didn't hit it on the mark or whatever or whatever. Yeah. Because so, um, there has been times where we've been wrong, where we've told people not to go for things, and it happened with that young lad that was friend zoned, didn't it? We said, "Yeah, you're friend zoned," and then he went against it, and he actually paid off, and he got with a girl. So, yeah, it's all like a learning curve, isn't it? Like we only know from one perspective, but if we get the feedback and it says, "Oh no, it went this way," you know what I mean? It helps us out. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Right, I'm going to try and read these emails from the computer, so I'm not... Because I, I don't like in the TikToks where I'm, like, looking down. So I'm going to bring it up here. Right, so first email. Let's see. So there's a previous email in. Um, he said he worked in a fish market in the mornings and he hated more than anything. He applied for jobs all the time but never got anything back. Um... And he said his family was back home. And I think to myself, should I go back and go to college and learn something back at home? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So he says, on a Monday of misery, you guys have really cheered me up. Yeah, the JCBs do that for me. Um, I've been back home for a few months and I'm now back in the UK and working back at the fish market. And I'm getting to the brink of despair. Luckily, I'm doing my college degree now, so it's a positive in that respect. Daniel's weekly update on his terrible eating habit habits makes me laugh on a Monday, but I do wish you the best of health, so please eat some real meals when your girlfriend <laughs> is not there. I do not want to find out you're in trouble from eating too many frozen desserts. That was the one I mentioned in the last episode, that I was saving my terrible eating habits. Oh, right, right. <laughs> but it, it's the first one in this one. Um I ha I have had two whoppers today. That's what I've had. Whoppers. And a handful of oh, blackjack from... from Burger King. Yeah, because I knew we were recording early. Mm. And I was like, if we record early after a couple of hours, there's no way I'm going to come off and make dinner. Mm. So I was like, fuck it, I'll just grab. So out of all of it, I, I mean, today was probably the, the best meal I've had. <laughs> if it was two whoppers on my own. Um, and yes, I did have both drinks. I didn't throw one away. Um... I'm working just outside the business district and I'm a mere fishmonger's mate. There is a young girl that catches my eye most days and I really like the look of her and she's so nice and kind. But I do not think she sees me in the way I would like her to. She is well dressed and the British office worker and I'm an immigrant fishmonger. I would like to ask her out but I'm nervous. What do you think? I would accept any advice from you both. I remember this email because when I replied, I said to him, it sounds like a fairy tale. I was just about to say that. <laughs> it sounds like a rom-com, doesn't it? It's like Aladdin, isn't it? <laughs> like, like she's this like posh British woman and he's, oh, I'm just a mere fishmonger. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder whether I he it. meant to say it that way or if it's just how it's come across. <laughs> I tell you, some of these emails are written better than some books I've read. Um, standings, like standings in life, I think mean nothing. I think if you've got a genuine connection with a person, then it's worth trying to pursue it. She might have a boyfriend or whatever and shut you down, but at least you tried. A job's a job, isn't it? Yeah. Like, there's so many people out there now that doesn't have a job. 
Mm. My, some of them because they don't want it. But, you know what I mean? There's a lot of people wanting jobs that just can't get them. Yeah. So I think it, it's not the same as it was, you know, 30, 40 years ago where you could, it was who you were. Yeah, I mean, and like, it's not like this guy's not got an actual. Like, there's a job, there's jobs, and then there's like people saying they've got job when, like, I'm watching this thing at the minute called, um, rich holidays and poor holidays, and like they swap, on Netflix. All right. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's it's a British thing. It, it fucking infuriates me sometimes when I'm watching it. Yeah, because there was this like Scottish family on there, and they were like. Oh, we're that poor that we we go and help out. We go and work, do work in holidays because we can't afford a holiday yeah, and all this shit. And I was like, right. And um, they're going through all this thing about hardship and all this stuff. And then it's like, well, so she lost her job in the pandemic. Her job, the mum's job with her three kids, she was a face painter, Dan. <laughs> she was a body painter. <laughs> Yeah, I said. So you're telling me this motherfucker can't get another job? Yeah, but she, she's a body artist. She calls it. Yeah, I said. I thought people just are like fucking volunteer to do that, like a summer fate or something, like draw yeah. tigers on kids' faces or something. No, it's this woman's job, and the pandemic took it away. So her son had to be the breadwinner in the house. I was like, just go to work for Tesco's or something. What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> No, because that's her career, Jamie. You can't take that away from her. And then she's she's talking to the like uh, hotel manager. They've got all this like lovely art around the hotel, and she was like, "I'm an artist. Um, I've not been working for uh, for the last couple of years, but I am an artist and all this thing." I was thinking, "You draw fucking tigers on kids' faces, <laughs> fucking woman." And then she's saying, "Oh, oh yeah, I'm, I've I'm, I've go through all this hardship, and I." After like the 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 posh people had to go and work in like a horse sanctuary in fucking Portugal, oh yeah, saying that's what her job would be, her holiday would be. And I was like, yeah, they're all hippies on a commune, yeah, yeah. They're like basically cult members, and that's where this fucking face artist would go. I was thinking, fucking let her go there, let the posh people have their posh holidays. So that's like the best job though, because it'd be cash in hand. I bet she's never paid any fucking tax on it. She said she, she wants. Yeah, she's never never paid. She's never even paid. I think she's probably been claiming benefits the whole time. I just couldn't even deal with her. She was, and she's got the worst teeth in the world. Yeah, and I was just thinking, you're like a stereotype of like pieces of shit in Britain. Yeah, and that's what she was. And she was like, oh, once I worked on the beach for six months in like Tenerife, and I was thinking, yeah, because you're painting fucking kids' faces as they go back to their hotel. <laughs> she was Jamie's food. Like, Jamie's just so angry. I can see it in his eyes. <laughs> I was thinking, I'm strugg- I struggle to pay my mortgage, yeah, and my all my bills and stuff every month. And I've got a full time job, working hard, paying tax. And then she's saying how hard her life is, and she's painting glitter on kids' faces as a choice. Just get a stencil and spray paint it on. Just get a job. Get a job, Dan. Get a job. <laughs> But yeah, the point I was trying to make for the listener was he's in a job. He's in a proper job. It's not like he's coming along and he's a face painter and he's like, oh, she's like a big um, person in the in the offices in London and he draws tigers on kids' faces. He's like got a, a job where he's 
putting his daily graft in. He's earning the money, and um, there's nothing to be ashamed of. No job, no, there's anything to be ashamed of. A proper job. He's going well. There are some jobs to be ashamed of, like a fluffer. You don't want to be one of them. Well, if you're paid well enough, I'd be fluffing everyone, mate. Put it in my <laughs> oh, mouth. Yeah, I suppose too. Put it in my <laughs> mouth. <laughs> but yeah, and you're like going to college as well. Yeah, I think your nerves. You're nervous because one, it, it is nervous trying to ask out someone you don't really know. Yeah. And then you're putting yourself down because you think I'm not good enough. But you know, I think you are. You you you. When your your first email, you wanted to improve yourself. And now you're doing it, which shows more about, you know, a lot of people would just say, I want to do it and not get around to it. So you're doing that. Yeah, you know I mean, and you're and now you're at college and things like that. You've got things to offer. Yeah. I would just go go for it. Why not? You only live once. Exactly. I, there's so many times I've wished I've done it. And I never did. Yeah, you know I mean. And I, I think mean, sharing that confidence sometimes can mean a lot more than the actual situation itself. Yeah, women love confidence. Everyone loves confidence. You know what I mean? It's not a. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. And if you if you know that she's nice and all that, obviously you've spoken to her so that you know it's a little easier that way instead of just walking up to a complete stranger. But I would make sure you don't stink a fish. <laughs> yeah, do, maybe do it before you started moving the fish about or something. I don't know. Yeah, I was. I could just imagine it. And like, if you do get on a date, wash them balls, man. You'd be stinking a fish. Yeah. Steep them in some uh, Dior Sauvage. I always remember that um, episode of, um, is it Everyone Hates Chris? Yeah, uh, Chris Rock's childhood film thing. Yeah, with Terry Crews. Yeah. Yeah, Terry Crews does like three jobs and he finally gets a job working at the fish market. So he only has to work one job. But then he smells so bad from like the fish market (laughs) that that they make him go back to doing three jobs. <laughs> That's what I just sticks in my head. I can't handle like I, I eat a lot of like tuna and salmon and cod and things like that. But like if you like kippers or anything that's like ridiculously fishy, yeah. I'm like get that fuck away from me, man. I can't handle that shit. It is a stereotype, isn't it? That it all really smells and that's fishmonger smell and stuff like that. Yeah, that nah, I'd rather not. Or I thought we had a, another email there, but we haven't. Um, but yeah, no, go for it, man. Um, what you got to lose? Like I always say, before we've said before, the only thing she's going to say is no. You know I mean? Yeah, and then you you know then you yeah. know. So I think if you leave it lingering, you're always going to be thinking, "What if?" Yeah, as I said, for all you know, she could have a boyfriend, and it's just you've you've let your intentions known, and that's it. It's not like she works with you; it's not going to be awkward forever. No, no, not at all. Right, good luck. I know you'll you'll keep in touch and let us know how it goes, and uh, best of luck. Right, so previous emailer in. Uh, for the Christmas episode, bloody hell! Bloody hell What's your time, top eh? top three Christmas songs, past and present? Um, oh yeah, and he says, long time since I wrote in. I've just listened to the North Korean episode. It was interesting, but the Russian lady was creepy. It it have me some nightmares the night after, mate. I was the, that night 
Hasbula was fucking creeping the fuck out of me. Sabina was laughing at me. And I was like, it's your fault for putting the fucking googly eyes on it. Um, I would like to ask a question for you guys if that's okay. I recently found myself between jobs and I'm struggling looking for something that fits with my experience as well as pays enough. My ex is an opportunity for me at her place of work, but it means working with her and my current partner wouldn't be impressed. Um, and even as well that I have even been talking to her recently. What do you suggest? Keep on the job search or go for the opportunity. Thank you. Me and Jamie are split on this. Oh, really? Yeah, because I had to, I emailed him back and I put our answers in the email because I felt like it was if the opportunity is there, he probably needs an answer right away. Yeah. So what was yours? Uh, I think keep on the job search. I don't, I don't think it's worth the aggro of like if if you're working in a small team, say, then uh, you're working directly with an ex. That is going to crop up problems whether you want it to or not. And the fact that you, as you said, you've been communicating with them on the down low, that will be enough to annoy and stress out your current partner. And I don't think it's worth the aggro. Like, I know when I've searched for jobs and stuff, it seems like there's nothing happening for a month or so. Then all of a sudden you will come up with loads of options. So I think it's it's just worth sticking to and worth like keeping on the job search, um, and stay strong with it. I think it's a bad idea going back down that road. An X is an X for a reason, and leave them leave that fucking bed tucked in. <laughs> See, I was like, um, I agree in a way, but then I think myself like opportunities only come up so often. Hmm. So I said to him that I think if it was me, I would speak to my my current partner and just say an opportunity has come up, and it's I'm leaving it up to you. Like there's, it's completely your decision. And if whatever you decide, that's the end of it. We won't bring it up again, and just lay it on the table and say, you know, I was struggling with a job. I messaged my ex to see if there was an opportunity at a workplace, and she said there is. Um, blah 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 what do you think would you be okay with it and if she says no just be like okay and then that's it never speak of it again and yeah. just be like that nah. you know what I mean because like if you're if you've got a certain experience in a job that doesn't come up very often and this is a good opportunity and it gives you good money then it's a, it's like an option to definitely like seriously consider but I wouldn't do it on your own. It's a team, right? You, you've got to make sure that she's aware. And if it's something that she's not comfortable with, then I mean, yeah. And I think um, it also context, uh, as you know, we don't get all the information in these emails. Yeah. So it, he could be going. He, it could be an opportunity in a place that the staff is five hundred people. Yeah, and he would never see the ex. Or he could be going into a team or in like a pub, say, and there's only six of them working there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it depends on your situation itself. If it's the second one and you're in a small team, I think you you it's gonna even if your current girlfriend says yeah it's fine, something's gonna happen along the way that's gonna mm-hmm. fuck it up. And I think 
I'm a pessimist when it comes to that. I'm also a psychopath when it comes to exes. <laughs> um, I, I just know I don't. I wouldn't have the self control. I would not have the self control. Yeah, it'd be easier if like. Well, I don't know. It wouldn't be easier at all. Yeah, no. I just think like the way things are, and if you're like struggling, mm. then it's an option that has been. It's a door that's opened that you've. You know, yeah. it's not something you just be like, oh, it's my ex. I can't do it. No. You know, I mean, if you sat down and you both sort of said, we you know, we need the money. And like, it definitely, is the, like I said, we don't get enough information in it. So it definitely is like, yeah, if it's like a two-person team and you're just working with her and stuff like that, then that's probably like a bad idea. Mm. But if it's just within the company yeah, exactly. and you would see her, yeah, I mean, that's a different story. But when you have a partner, you don't have to make these decisions on your own. That's what that's the route I was going down. Yeah, definitely. And I think it makes you stronger and it shows your willingness if you open up to her and say, you know, this is what's happening. And then it also shows you that um what what's the word I'm looking for? Respect. If she then says, No, I'm not comfortable with it, and you're like, Okay. You never bring it up again, you don't hold grudges, you don't like if there's an argument, well, I could have taken that job and we would have had money, like you just that's it. You know, you spoke about it. She wasn't happy with it, and you should accept that. Yeah, leave it as it is. Yeah, yeah. Because that's how. Like when um, I remember talking to Jim, you know, the one I had the we've had in the podcast. Yeah. And he says whenever um, him and his wife have an argument, they don't bury it or anything like that. They sit down and they talk it. And once they've talked it out and they've decided on a resolution, it's never brought up again. It's never used as a throw in your face. It's never used as like. A uh, comeback yeah, that's very like respectful. That. I wish I could. Yeah, do yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, um, same here. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but that's why we're here to tell the people how you should do it, Jamie, and not how we would do it. Yeah, do as I say, <laughs> not as I do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Although they still ask our advice, even though we've told them some horrendous things that we've done. It does make me laugh when I look back. Uh, some of the stories I, I've told on this podcast. When, when when I've had conversations and people say it back to me, I'm like, "Fuck me! Why did I say that? I said that in public. Now that's public knowledge. Now." <laughs> I was thinking to myself as well. I was like, um, "I don't think there's much in this podcast I haven't said." Yeah, which makes me laugh because if you took all my pieces without you in them, I've probably looked like the biggest piece of shit <laughs> in the world. But if I ever got like we ever picked this up. And then someone, like the newspaper comment was like, oh, we were speaking to one of your exes. And they were like, they said this. I'm like, yeah, well, listen to episode three. I spoke about that. Yeah. Oh, well, they've got this on you. Yeah, well, I spoke about that in episode 10. Listen to that one. <laughs> it's like, you've got nothing on me, mate. I'm fucking, I'm open book. I've said my fucking demons. Um. Oh, so this listener was the um, the listener that, told his people at work to come around for a barbecue and it was at it wasn't his house oh yeah yeah he had a one bed flat <laughs> yeah, yeah so he says hi gents i want to extend my thanks for the advice i took it on board i went ahead with the barbecue but i did confess it wasn't my house and that it was a white lie that got out of control i was banter for a while over it but it seems to have died down so i mean everyone still had a good time and they had a good a bit of a joke about it and then it, it passes on you know what i mean yeah so glad you still had the barbecue. On to the next thing. Yeah. Um, on other nudes, I voted for you guys. I hope you do well. Thanks very much. 
Thank you. Every vote counts. My um, my mum went down to my auntie's, you know, the one I don't like. Oh, yeah, yeah. And um, she was down there for a week. And every couple of days, she would mess with me and she'd be like, oh, um, just to let you know, Sue voted for you in the podcast awards. And I just ignore it. <laughs> so I was like, she ain't going to fucking thank you out of me. I'll tell you that right now. She's going to fuck right <laughs> off. And every time I spoke to mum, I'm like, oh, how are you doing? And she'd be like, oh, Sue voted for you in the podcast awards. And I'd be like, did you go out for coffee today? <laughs> <laughs> get in contact prick. with the podcast awards and retract her vote yeah yeah be like uh, there's one that's just come in I don't want it thanks very much <laughs> if we ever got, if we got down there I'd, I'd bring it up I'd be like I'd like to thank everyone for uh, letting us come down here and I'd like to say that one vote doesn't count because it was from my auntie <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway also I have a neighbour who's playing music really loudly all night at the weekend and it's driving me mad I spoke to them last month and they promised to stop, but now they seem to have gone back to their old ways. I do not want to be that guy and report them to the council, but I don't see me being able to hold back much longer. Any suggestions on yet another neighbourly issue? I love this. All those years of me watching Nightmare Neighbours. You know what I mean? It's all coming to fruition here. Makes you realise um, how many people are putting up with shit, isn't it, all the time? I don't understand. Like I've said before in other neighbourly things, I don't understand it. You come oh, yeah. home, that's your home. That's you don't want problems or that's that's supposed to be your place where you can relax. Mm. Why would you bother causing problems for your fucking neighbour? Some I people just don't get some it. people some people, as I said, when the face painting market went down, Dan, a lot of people got bored. <laughs> a lot of people got bored. <laughs> you love that fucking face, but I'm gonna get you that for you Christmas. You're gonna have to now, watch, watch the episode. Set. I was in Infuriated listening to her. I did get the email to say that it came out. I was like, I could not believe it. Could not believe it. the posh people were annoying as well, but she just really got to me. I said to Charlotte, I don't know if I can continue watching this show. Yeah, some some cup some people in shows just put me off. Yeah, and I can't I can't watch it anymore. Um, this is a hard one, right? Because you spoke to them and they responded. It doesn't. It just said they've gone back. So I, don't, I spoke to them last month. And they promised to stop, and now so it lasted a month. Say you got peace and quiet, and now they've started playing music again. Yeah, I think um, the general rule of note is up to ten p.m. People can be as loud as they want. I think. Yeah. And yeah. then after that, it becomes anti-social. I know of people um, getting like recording devices that you can be given to you from the council that like record the decibels coming from like a co-joining property or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, that might be worth going down that road if you're in the UK, contacting the council, getting one of them devices put in and seeing if it's a, a loud enough complaint because I know people have done it over dog barking and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, going to the council isn't like you go to the council and then the next day, like they're getting kicked out of the house. It takes a long fucking time. So I know oh, you're yeah, wary about wary about reporting them, mm. but they could probably need, even if you had like a hundred reports, had t- hours of tapes, it would still take ages. You know what I mean? Yeah, you'd need some guy called Jeff from the council to fucking sort his life out and fucking do it, sort it out. Yeah. But... Come down and fucking. We all know how things work in this country, and it would be a very slow process. 
And then if they're not renting and it's their house, it's even you know less I mean? it's power. Even, yeah. So it's, um, I think if you spoke to them and they understood, there's a difference, right? Like if I come home and it was like, they've been quiet for like a month and then all of a sudden they're playing music. It's like, oh, maybe they've had like a party and you just sort of let it go. Yeah. Because, but if it's like continuous and you're like, no, they've gone back to. Yeah. Because I, I, when I've had parties here in the past, I've tried to make an effort of like running into my neighbor or knocking on the yeah. door and like, um, saying, look, I've got a party going on. Cause I think that's common courtesy and they've done the same to us. But yeah. um, there has been times where I forgot Charlotte's thirty. If we had a huge party, you were, you were down here for it. Mm-hmm. I totally forgot to even talk to the neighbours about it, and we were going to like fucking early hours in the morning. So um, the next day, we plonked a load of fucking prosecco on their port uh, front. <laughs> uh... I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, after you left, me and Charlotte went and left a load of prosecco and chocolates out there, and was like, "Sorry for the noise last night, etc." But um, some people just aren't that considerate of people around them. Yeah, like there's a guy. He's not a direct neighbour of mine, but he's like on the other side. I've got like a uh, a track behind me. He's on the other side of the track, and during the summer, his house is like a rave scene the whole summer, mm-hmm. and it doesn't bother us because we were that little bit far away. But if I was his neighbour, I'd be kicking the fuck off every year. Yeah, and he just doesn't seem to stop it. So I think be as vocal as you can. If they're not um, willing to accept or be continuous with it, I think up to 10 o'clock, there's nothing you can do. So no. if, if it's going later than that, then you've got room to, you've got grounds to start an investigation off, especially with the council. So. Yeah, I think you you be as civil as you can, right? Yeah, you say about being that guy, but I mean, they obviously responded and they didn't, you know harass you about it the first time i would just say to them again and just be like oh you know you were quite loud again the other day and it's for whatever reason why you don't like it yeah and then they'll calm down again for you know they could have like drug issues or alcohol issues and stuff and like they're not realizing how loud they're being yeah i think the best thing you do is to try and stay neighborly until, until you can't it becomes impossible like if you go and say you know it's getting loud again and they're like fuck off be like whoop there you go there's my trigger to fucking pick up a, until they, they that, get rude brick yeah and fucking smash it yeah. In the face, it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah until they're getting um aggressive or like dismissive then i wouldn't go reporting them because you can still be civil yeah. But then once they've closed that door, you're like, well, I'm not going to part with it now and just fucking report them as many times, record them, video, fucking record them, everything, as much fucking evidence as you can fucking have. Report them to the police and then have the the code. What's the police report number? Keep that on hand. Yeah. Um, I, mean? I, I know of a funny story about this, about a neighbor that was doing this. And he, it was like someone's uncle, yeah, who was like a gypsy, yeah. And uh, he bought a house in a terrace house, yeah. 
and all, everyone on the road was like over the, over the age of 60 like they were all retired and he was like an absolute lunatic and having loads of parties every weekend and he used to add like a DJ deck in his garden and stuff and it, he was driving his neighbours mental and um, he was having all this trouble they were reporting him and everything like this and then all of a sudden he started getting along with him and uh, the guy whose uncle it was went round and he was like, oh, what have you done? He was like, everyone, all of the uh, old people in his garden having a grand time, they're all dancing <laughs> and stuff under this gazebo. He's like, how did you turn everyone around on you? And he's like, I've been putting ecstasy in their uh, t- cups of tea. <laughs> <laughs> we do not advise that. That's not... <laughs> So he had all these geriatrics <laughs> fucking high on ecstasy dancing in his garden <laughs> to trance music. <laughs> fucking hell, I bet that was the best time they've had in a long fucking time. He was one time. of their mental guys, you know, that just like out of prison, fucking doesn't, doesn't give, give a, a fuck, fuck about anything in life. <laughs> but um, we hope you get it sorted. Neighbour problems is always going to be a fucking, you just can't pick them. But if they're being civil and you're able to speak to them, then stay that mm. way. Sure. Um, I know if you go for the council route, they keep you anonymous, but you know, people aren't fucking stupid. You know, who's going to be reporting you if you've spoke to them and stuff. So, um, so yeah, be careful with that. But as soon as they close that door, get that fucking evidence going. Right. So, Oh, look, previous listener from quite a lot. His last email was, um, I've stumbled into a date situation, um, put on my pressure. I'm going away with the family into Rome and I was thinking about getting her a gift. Oh yeah. I remember now. Oh yeah. He was worried that it was too uh, early. Yeah. Um, so he says, I'm all caught up now and I'm loving it. I would love to see you play some more games every now and then. I enjoy hearing you both squirm. What the fuck? We don't squirm. We're playing games. I suppose when we're doing like general knowledge, we're like trying to fucking think of. There was a few times where we we thought that we were being idiots. <laughs> well, it was like the New Year's party. Oh, wasn't mate! It? Never again. That was, that was rough. I as smelt fuck. apple sours at the weekend that during that night out for the first time since. Uh, I've still got the answers here. Oh man, yeah. I smelt that apple sours from the other side of the bar. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, Bleh. I was like, don't think about it, don't think about it, don't think about it. And I... Didn't we have an emailer in that said, "I oh, I love apple sales yeah, or something." Yeah, like man, fuck that. No, you love it until you do a bottle of it on an episode of a podcast. I'll tell you that. Well, there's that. So because we're nice fellas, and Jamie doesn't know this, but as you've asked for a game, I've gone and bloody done oh, one. No. Oh, anyway, this is gonna be brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well I hope it's brilliant <laughs> well we'll find out I've written a little um, a little thingy to go with it um, so it's going to be a 10 question thing but I'll get into that welcome everyone to tonight's game will I be going home alone tonight the fun game where you must finish the chat lines because if you don't you're going home alone <laughs> tonight's contestant is Jamie Maltman how are we feeling today Jamie <laughs> pumped blindsided and pumped <laughs> <laughs> Blindsided. Like I grabbed you off the street. I like it. Um feel like you'd be taking someone home tonight, not telling Charlotte? Uh yeah, <laughs> if it wasn't recorded. 
<laughs> well, I'm sure you'll do your best. Remember, listeners, follow along at home and shout out the answers if you think you know them. Right, Jamie, here are 10 chat lines. What will happen is I will give you the first half and you must finish them off. They're not all uh, to be used on women, so think outside the box. Good luck, Jamie. Oh, Right, question one. First half of this chat up line. If I could rearrange the alphabet. I'd put you and I together. Oh, I see. I'd throw in some easy ones for you. <laughs> yeah, you got that one right. Right, question two. I'm surprised I got one. Are you a, par- are you a parking ticket? Because you're looking fine. Oh, no, I'm not going to give you that one. Because you've got fine written all over you. <laughs> You were close though with a fine. That was quite good. Ah, uh, this one's pretty good. Are you related to John Claude Van Damme? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've got nothing on that. I've got nothing on that. John Claude Van Damme. Because John Claude Van Damme, you're sexy. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ I knew it'd be Satan like that that's fucking brilliant isn't it I thought you were going to go something to do with his buns but you didn't <laughs> if I was a pizza delivery guy I'd put my dick in a box <laughs> <laughs> that's not a chat line that's you just sexually harassing someone I was thinking of a porn porn <laughs> the old school porn things where they used to put the dick in the box that's what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> the actual answer is, I would be giving you the tip. <laughs> I feel as though I was slightly close to that. <laughs> yeah, but that was more subtle. You were just whipping it out. I was just out. going, uh, yeah, I was, I was looking for a fucking um, sexual, uh, sexual abuse case. <laughs> oh, shit. Right, question five. If I was a trampoline... I'd let you jump all over me. See, you're so close. I didn't think you'd be this close to it. Do you want another go? You're close. I'd let you jump on me. Would you bounce on me for hours? Oh. You're very close. You're getting very close to all of these. I wouldn't be even fucking... I wouldn't even know where I was going. I didn't think I'd get any. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you would get the first one because that's a classic. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I've got any other classics. Um, right, what are we on? Question six. Are you a psychic? Because you can see me in your future. Oh, that's nice. That, w- that would work. That would work, that would work it? Jamie. Yeah, it would, yeah. But oh, it's not fuck. right. <laughs> <laughs> Because I have something down my trousers, but you already knew that. <laughs> I wasn't thinking smarty enough. <laughs> yeah, no. Oh, yeah, we've, we've gone low brow now. <laughs> the first few I was, were tame and I was like, I don't like this. So I found some smarty ones. <laughs> do, you prefer, do, do you prefer to wear boxers or briefs? I prefer you in neither. I'll give you that one. That was close enough. Never mind, you won't be in either. Oh, tonight. there we go. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Right, question eight. This is one for me. I thought it was funny, so I had to throw it in there. Thankfully, I'm not lactose intolerant. 
Because uh, I'll be drinking your milk tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you that one as well. Because I'll be drinking milk all night long. <laughs> I, don't, I, I honestly thought you wouldn't get any of these. So I, I respect that. One, that that, that very, last very one good. is definitely getting you arrested. If you said that to a woman. You're getting arrested. <laughs> I think that one's directed towards a man. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so the woman's saying that she's going to be... Sucking the dick. Swallowing. Sucking that yeah. dick. So this one's another one. for. I should have put woman or man. So this is another woman one. Are you Santa Claus? Because I'll be riding in a sack all day. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good, but no, it's not right. <laughs> Did you want another go with that uh, one? <laughs> uh, are you Santa Claus? Because I don't mean I don't mind being Santa's little helper. That's also a good one, but no, it's not right. Because I'm sure I'd like to jingle your balls, <laughs> uh, bells, jingle your bells. <laughs> <laughs> I'm changing the words now. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking brilliant. <laughs> right. Last one um for the for the all the biscuits. Stop beating around the bush. Another woman to a man. Stop beating around the bush. Come and fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> You thought for the last one, I would just be fucking... Just straight in there. <laughs> that's, 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 no, it's not. No messing around, guy. I just want the D. Uh, <laughs> no beating around the bush. Stop, stop, stop beating, beating around, around the, bush. the bush. This isn't the 70s. And... I don't know. This isn't the 70s. What a shave yeah. it. Here's, here's a card for the lawnmower. I'm not one of the Jackson 5. <laughs> So it's stop beating around the bush and beat this bush. <laughs> I knew it would be something to do with the fucking bush. <laughs> right. I, th- I felt Jamie did very well tonight. So I'm going to leave it up to you guys. Email in. Let us know. Do you think Jamie will be going home alone or he's going to be taking one of you guys with him? Until next time, Feels Jamie. Like Until next lucky. time. Feels like I could get lucky. <laughs> Especially with my dick in the box. That was pretty funny. <laughs> I can't believe how close you got. That was pretty good. Right. Listener, hope you enjoyed that little quick game. We will do some more in the future and try and work them in. We have fallen behind. But obviously, there will be a work party again this year, which will be full of games. Yep. So... um Full of See games and do. not full of sours. I'll tell you that. No, I know I'm going to be more wise next time. <laughs> um, so he says, I really couldn't stop laughing at Jamie being scared to ask his wife about the washing machine. That was pretty funny. <laughs> um, I'm dealing with this myself where I'm being a typical stereotype of a man and not doing my duties around the house. I am slacking in that respect. I'm not much of a cook like you guys, but I feel like a surprise dinner for the other half would go down a treat. Do you know anything simple I could do for her? Imagine toddler level cooking skills. Many thanks. Respect to this guy. 
He knows he's not a great cook, but he still wants to put the effort in. So well done, man. Um, I remember trying to teach you to cook a meal for Charlotte, which you never cooked. Yep. Yeah, Hunter's chicken. Hunter's chicken, yeah. That yeah went well at the time. It's a fun, I I love Hunter's chicken. That's always a go-to. Go-to thing. My thing would be: Have you got an air fryer? If you have an air fryer, yeah, things will be a lot easier. <laughs> 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 just makes everything crispy and chef chef quality. <laughs> I don't know. Spaghetti bolognese is a good one to go for, but I also I love a good spaghetti spag bowl, yeah, but um it's it's messy. something I can never eat in front of people that I'm not very close with because like I eat it like a fucking animal and um mm. that's something to be wary of. Um, it might be a little too simple for her as well. I think, no, I think like if she knows you can't cook, I think the effort, I think like more than anything. Yeah. Jars of sauce and things like that. I think like if I was really struggling, the easiest thing to do would be like, um, a packet of pre chopped up chicken, a jar of curry sauce and a packet of like microwave rice. Yeah. And that's a pretty fucking banging meal that you basically just have to cook, make sure the chicken's cooked and that's it. Yeah, there's You're not much up else the sauce to it. Doing the rice. I don't make my own rice. I always buy microwave rice because what's the point? I've ne- like I've never gone back since, since I've tried a few times to make my do my own rice from dry rice, and it's a fucking waste of time. What's the point? What is the point? Yeah. Just go and get an Uncle Ben's. Sabina's Sabina's got a, a um, rice cooker. Mm. Like a small one, and that makes pretty good rice. But I can get flavored rice for a pound, and it's just as good. Mm. You know what I mean? I, I wouldn't. Yeah, I'm gonna say we'll never go back. So that's the thing. But like the hunter's chicken's easy. Chicken breast, slice it in the middle, whack some cheese in it, wrap it in bacon, baking tray, forty minutes, done. And then just put the sauce in a in a saucepan, heat the sauce up, pour it on top. Hunter's chicken makes it look like it's a banging, but it's easy as fuck. Yeah, yeah, you know I mean, so good as well. A good chili con carne is always a good thing to do as well, and they're pretty simple. Just throw everything in a fucking wok. A good one as well, fajitas, mm. mince. They give you the sauce packet, and it's good as well because you can buy all the sides, and then you sit at the table, and it's like you're chatting, eating food, making your fajitas the way you want to make them. Yeah. You know what I mean, that's always a good go-to easy meal. Yeah, there's been a few times, like obviously, as I said in in past episodes and just now, the air fryer saved my life a few times. And like, if Charlotte's out till late, if I've got the like mental capacity that day to actually think ahead, I will start cooking stuff now. And I do think it is a it is a massive like weight off her shoulders is that she hasn't got to come in and start cooking at like eight nine o'clock at night and i've already started it at least and yeah. i think the effort there just means a lot more than actually doing it yourself yeah because i remember ages ago um when i was living down south i was told people at work i was like oh, i've got someone coming over and cook dinner and i was like i'm just gonna buy like a jar of sauce for like a bolognese they're like, no, you've got to make it from scratch. And I'm like, but why? 
Like it's just yeah, there's, there is you're taking away time. That always want to do that, yeah. But why is that more romantic? Like someone's made the source. It, uh, me doing it that way gives me more time with that person than having to make a source from scratch. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm still making the food. I'm still cooking the mince and the pasta and everything like that. It's just a jar of fucking sauce. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Some people are dead against jars, and it like I, I remember when me and Charlotte first got together, she point blank refused to do it for any like pasta dishes and stuff. And then like eventually, I wormed some in there because otherwise, I would have no capacity <laughs> in the fucking thing at all. Cause if you were to say to me, "Oh, can you make a spag bowl without using like a, a packet sachet?" or a pre-set-up jar, you may as well be asking me to do fucking brain surgery because I ain't got a fucking clue what's going on. It's so more expensive. Like, I've made, like, spag bowl from scratch. And you have to buy, like, a small bottle of wine and, like, all these other ingredients that you never have in your house. And it's like... And everyone makes it different And I didn't even use... Yeah. I didn't even use the whole small bottle of wine. It just sat in my fridge for, like, two months, half-opened. Yeah, because you're, not, you're yeah, not a wine drinker, I suppose. No, because it's minging. Cause you have to use red wine. Oh. Yeah, disgusting. It just gives me a headache. But um, it. yeah, I know. But well done, man, for um for thinking about her, and uh, hopefully it goes well. And let us know what you decide to cook. There's always some. I always just Google whatever I fancy, and you can find some pretty simple recipes and things like that. I always look for like one pan recipes, yeah. so I don't have to piss about. They're pretty good. Depending on whether it's well and how you set up, you could barbecue something before she, so it's like grilled before she gets back. Obviously, don't stand there doing it when she's there. But I always find that I could always thought I could never cook, but I was always good at barbecuing. So Jamie's a man. Yeah, stand stand there poking the meat, overcooking things. Mansplaining. This is how this is how you cook a burger. (laughs) Step aside, Gramps. <laughs> right, um I'm writing in for a couple of things and I would no- like to know your predictions for so Jake Paul versus Nate Diaz which has actually already happened. Yep. What uh, before we say the results if someone else said what would what were you hoping it what I w- would have hoped would have happened is Jake Paul would have been knocked out of the ring and landed on his head and no longer able to dawn the fucking social media scene. That's what I was hoping for as well. I really wanted him to get the shit kicked out of him. Um, unfortunately, but as you can... he's gone for another yeah. UFC fighter that's retired. And I love Nate Diaz as a character, but his boxing skills ain't there. They're just not there. No. And he, in the end, if you watched like the highlights and that, he's just pissing yeah, he's about. Just taking the piss out of him. He's taking that money. Yeah, and like he even gets him in the guillotine at one point. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't a proper. He just gave him yeah. a fuck. Yeah, you know he mean? was literally just walking around. He... Uh, what I loved about Nate Diaz and this whole thing was he wasn't listening to any of Jake's shit in any of the press conferences. He just got up and walked off. And when he went to do, they go and do like a um, a crowd surrounded like workout where people go and like, oh, like hit the camp. pads and stuff he went in yeah. and just walked around in circles in the ring and then walked back out again <laughs> yeah because it's a it's a fucking sideshow yeah. isn't it it's just jake paul trying to get a bit more fucking look at me look at yeah, me he's trying to come back from that tommy fury loss and uh yeah prove that he's a real boxer 
But if you're a real boxer, you wouldn't be fighting UFC fighters that are retired two, three years ago. Yeah, because that's all you can fucking get because he's yeah. a joke. Um, but well done, Nate, yeah, for getting so, your money. Yeah, I would have done it too for that fucking loser. Um, yeah, so Nate Diaz lost. If you didn't gather. <laughs> I'm very fucking depressed by it. Um, and then he says, what about KSI versus Tommy Fury? Which is happening next month, I think. See, I don't mind. To- I don't mind KSI at all as a character. Um, so I don't really mind who wins. I think if Tommy loses to any of these YouTubers, um, that's, that's him, him done. done because he's a mediocre boxer anyway. And even like the likes of Eddie Hearn and people in real boxing. Because I always put there's a, like a, nowadays it's really publicised and they get a lot of money for this like show boxing I call it, but it's different to yeah. real boxing. Like there's two different type of boxing and there's like this fucking YouTube shit and then there's the real boxing. If Tommy ever wants to get back into real boxing, he will never be, win a championship or anything because he's not a good enough boxer. Um, no. so go get your money, Tommy. Fuck it. Let KSI knock you out. He's fucking KSI. Throws he's bombs. gone. He's gotten pretty fucking big after the Jake Paul. Mm. So um, I'd like to think Tommy Fury would do it just to keep, carry on the Fury name. Yeah. But honestly, I couldn't. I've never, honestly, I've never watched KSI. I think he's a bit of a joke, but, you know, he trains hard and he does it. He doesn't take the piss like Jake Paul and that. Like he does it because he wants to do it. So I think it'd be a good fight. I personally think Tommy Fury will win. He should win, technically. Um, yeah. But um, we'll have to wait and see. I do think um, KSI uh, is probably one of the better of the YouTube boxers. So if if Tommy struggled against Jake, which he did, he's going to struggle against um, KSI, definitely. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um so he says, I'd like to say sorry to Dan that our Argos debate is well and truly over for you. It doesn't sound better nor quicker. But, um, I just think you're wrong because I'm the one on the podcast and you're the emailer. So sorry, fella. Uh, it still makes me laugh. It's people still talk. It makes me laugh that people, I really realise how far people were behind by the emails. Yeah. And they're still fucking talking about it. <laughs> but yeah, our TikTok still didn't blow up. Everyone's talking about Argus and Argus, but no, but no one else is talking about it. Oh, you know? It's so annoying. So annoying. Um, so on to my question. So as you know, I'm now nursing and have been for a while. It's taken up a lot of my time. My work-life balance is strained, to say the least. I wonder what I can do about it, or do I just accept this to be an ongoing issue? My relationship are suffering because of it because when I'm off I'm tired and moody or I would be working sorry my brain stopped for a second do I accept defeat or do I fight on through and see if things get easier sorry yeah this is the previous listener that um he made in about it was a face tattoo and then he wanted to he's going on holiday to celebrate his uh becoming a nurse yeah um That you you've picked a job that is taxing, known, yeah. That's everyone knows that you don't have a social life if you're a nurse. 
even though it's like a really needed job that doesn't get enough credit yeah you just there's no social life especially like for carers and things like that in scotland you just don't see them they're working all the time i think um it's like it's early days yet like you're gonna get used Mm. to the work-life balance I know what it's like to be completely out of whack with work-life balance when we used to be when I used to be a manager and you took over your life. Um, but as time goes on, you will get used to it and it will be easier. The tiredness with work, I can resonate with that. Doing a twelve-hour shift is a fucking long time, and uh, yeah, you'd be knackered afterwards. And sometimes I'm not the most responsive husband uh, when I come home. Or the next day when I'm knackered, um, but you just got to kind of. Well, I if I am even if I'm knackered, I've got to kind of pick myself up sometimes because I don't want to be taking it out on my other half. So I yeah. would say, make even though you don't feel like it, do try to make an effort to be not a miserable prick when you get in, because it will. Uh, yeah. It can grate on people. I I would try and like. So I'm lucky because I finish earlier than Sabina. Mm. So like when I go to hers on a third, Thursday or Friday, I have time to like squeeze in a nap, which keeps me going. Mm. I'm still groggy until I wake up properly. But I mean, even stuff like that, like if you just finished a long shift and like your partner is like, oh, do you want to go out for a meal? Schedule that and be like, oh yeah, that's fine. We can go out for a meal. I just need to grab like, you know, 40, 50 minutes just to like recharge. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's like compromise, right? Like if you if you need that like hour or whatever just to shut off for you to feel better and have a better like evening with your partner, then it's you know, it's not unreasonable to ask. No, definitely not. No. I have found to count not to nay say that, but with the 12-hour shifts, me not napping when I'm finishing has made me better than I used to be. I don't know what's happened. Mm-hmm. It's like I've I've like got through that wall that I used to have hit when it would hit like three o'clock. I'd be fucked and then I'd be like asleep on the fucking sofa, and it used to cause issues because every time I'd come home, I'd be sleeping. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I think you said about that before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so somehow the twelve-hour shift has made me get through that wall, uh, but. I am still tired sometimes and I've just got to deal with it. And sometimes I do need to be reminded that I'm being a miserable bastard. And I think it's only natural in a relationship for that to happen. And vice versa, if you work, if your partner's working a lot and they come home and they're not acting right, you have to tell them as well. So I think give it time. If you're not getting along with the job and how bit and, and how busy it is and stuff in the future, then that's a road you've got to go down then. But give give yourself like a certain time scale to like get used to it and then address it once that... Say you give yourself a year, address it once that year's up if you're still not happy. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, it's a job that is going to take a lot out of you. And I also agree with the napping. Mm. Like, I still nap, even though I agree with Jamie Luck because I've been through the... No, I'm not going to nap. And you're eventually... Fucked. Yeah, you get yeah. past it. But um, I'm still napping, so 
I don't give a fuck. I'm that. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, no. It, it's we always say it's about communication. If you realize that you're tired and moody and stuff like that, you know, you can only apologize and try and not do that. I know it's hard and it's easier to say not do it, but you know, what I mean, you're not going to be going out every night and you're not going to be do it like. So just make that extra effort when you are doing something normally. And then your partner or whatever's got to understand that you're exhausted. If you're if you come home and nothing's happening, then why can't you just lounge about and yeah? yeah. You know what I mean? So it's that compromise and that finding that balance. But yeah, no, I wouldn't write off now. If you just started, a year is acceptable to to give it a go enough to realise if you're still not in that balance yeah because i think going into any job there's always going to be changes like when i went into the job i am now compared to where i was in my previous job it was a lot slower paced there was a lot to learn it was a lot more technical and a lot to learn um and at first i thought i'm never gonna fucking get this do you know what i mean because it's a completely different sector um but i just i give i give it time I give it time. Sorry, I just saw the next email. I can't even fit it on the screen. There's so many oh, words. Oh no! Um, happened then because your eyes went like this. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. So fucking hell, I got a pretty big monitor as well, and it's still looking. Um. So yeah, best of luck, man. Like, keep it up because we always need more nurses and stuff like that. It's such a you know difficult job. Yeah. But we, you know, I mean, we need you, and you're never going to get enough gratitude for it. But we appreciate. Yeah, thank it. you for your service. I would say. Yeah, your or your ongoing service because you just started. But keep it up, man. Um. Right. <laughs> so we're about we're about to put my reading skills to the test. Oh, sorry, I did that right to the mic, Terry. Dirty bastard. Um, so this is a listener that's emailed in a few times, um, having a disagreement with a colleague. Um, it keeps annoying and picking on him. Oh, uh, he thinks because it's his, he's gay. Oh yeah, the other person, the guy that was originally with a scaffolder, I think. Um, I have a relationship with a guy at the moment. He's a scaffold. Oh, yeah. Well done, Jamie. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Why can I not? Bup, 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 bup. There you go. Nope. That fucked it. Ah, what have I done? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to see if I could fit the whole email on the window and I'm fucking being an arsehole. Right. Let's do this. Let's do this. Right. Thanks for all the advice. I'm a big fan of reality shows too. I'm really into Below Deck. It's so addictive. It very much is. I tried that um, Below Deck um, Super Yacht. Is it Super Yacht? It's like a sailing yacht. Like it's got a proper sail on it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That was okay. I don't think that's as good. It's not as good. I think the, I think the, second, the first season's pretty crap on that one. I think the second series onwards is quite good. They've got this little guy called Gary on there who absolutely shags everyone. And then he wonders why all the women are upset at him. 
He's had sex with all of them. Standard man problems. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I'm going to Benidorm at the end of August, and this will be a real test for my relationship. I tend not to be able to keep it in my pants on holiday, and I'm worried my willpower won't be there again this holiday. I don't want to come across like a dick, but I can't help myself sometimes. I don't like cheaters and have been guilty of it in the past. I don't know what to do short of cancelling the holidays. What do you guys think I can do? Oh, wait, and then there's the story. Okay, let's do this a bit first. Um, yeah, we don't like cheaters either. Um, I know it's hard, especially in Benidorm, because everyone's drunk. There's not many clothes. There's temptation, yeah. There's temptation there. I think... Um, well, if if I want to be horrible, which I don't, I think myself, try your hardest, and if you end up sleeping with someone while you're on holiday, then you've got to come back and then break it off with whoever you're yeah. with. Yeah, I was going you know down I mean? the same lines. I think if you if you if you do end up straying from the camp, say, then yeah. I don't think the person you're with currently is the right person for you because. I was notorious for it when I was young. Um, and then when I met Charlotte, Charlotte was the person that stopped me from doing it. Um, and I think you do. When you're with the right person, you don't stray. Yeah. No, I agree. I think, um, no, don't cancel your holiday. And like I said, if, if it happens, don't try and play it off as being drunk or being on holiday or anything like that. That's not fair to the your partner that you're no. with. Just own up, own up to it, and be like, "I did something stupid on holiday. This is what I did, and out of respect for you, I think that should probably should be the end of it." Mm. They might be like, "Oh, you know, shit happens. I like you, blah blah blah." You know, that's something else to deal with. But we don't condole cheating. We never have on this podcast, and we also know that things happen. You're on holiday, everyone's having a good time. So that's the happy medium in my world. If you do it, it's not a nice thing to do, but don't hide it and just own up to it straight away. If, you, if you've ever seen um scary movie, in scary movie when one of the boyfriends is trying it on with a girl, she's wearing an iron chastity fucking underwear. <laughs> Maybe if you purchase yeah. some of them and uh, wear that the whole time you're in Benidorm, <laughs> he might not get your dick out. <laughs> but then i think as well like if you end up going to benidorm and you come back and you haven't done anything that says more about the relationship that you're in like jamie Mm. said that you know shot did that for him so enjoy a holiday obviously try not to cheat on him you you know you don't like it even though you've done it in the past so obviously don't try and do it but then don't hide it if it happens either we will not be happy jamie we'll be very disapproving Yes, as one of our no-hopers have been doing things like that. <laughs> right. Uh, no, uh, well, it says a short story, but it's not It's not short. <laughs> story for you two. When, <laughs> when listening to the Uber driver being offered a Glock Glock 3000, it reminded me of a story. As young lads growing up on the estate where everyone knew each other was brilliant, but sometimes a bit strange. We had a woman called Dirty Shirley on the estate. <laughs> she would have been in her mid-40s 
and lived at the end of the road from my mates. She used to buy us all alcohol and cigarettes as we were all 17 or 18 with no jobs nor money. We used to hang out at her house and sometimes it got a bit weird. Oh, dirty Shirley. One day we was drinking while watching Countdown. <laughs> fucking hell. And she said she'd give us all a blowjob one at a time if we would like it. We brushed it off and told her to stop messing about. But the more we drank, we decided to go there and all six of us sat in different areas of the living room and waited our turns while she made her way around the room. Man, this is a fucking... Dirty Shirley. I know, I loved it. Is she still alive? (laughs) How old is she now? Um, This was the day I discovered I was gay. Okay, she probably wasn't that very good. (laughs) She obviously weren't that good then. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Because I was more excited about the amount of penis I could see rather than the blowjob from the older woman. (laughs) After that day, we stopped hanging out with Dirty Shirley. None of us had any contact with her. And as I eventually moved on, I lost contact with some of them guys. Wednesday last week, I ran into Dirty Shirley with her two kids in Asda. (laughs) (laughs) She was was with her husband, who lo and behold, was my old best mate (laughs) and one of the six of the room (laughs) that dreaded day. So Dirty Shirley found her husband and turned another guy gay in one session. Imagine if you was the kids to find out how your parents met. (laughs) That was a pretty good fucking story. Could you imagine? <laughs> could you imagine thinking you're sitting there with six of your mates, or everyone's got their dick out, yeah, waiting for Dirty Shirley to make her way around, and you think, oh, that's my wife there, that's my future wife there. <laughs> yeah, that's the woman I'm yeah, going to marry. I'm going to put a ring on that finger. <laughs> <laughs> Once she gets off of her hands and knees and cleans her hands, <laughs> I'll make sure she brushes her teeth first. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> um. I'm glad you said your age. I'm glad you said 17 or 18. Because at one point I was thinking, well, this is like a child molestation case. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, that's mad. That, that that was the time he realised that he was more interested in the dick than the than the blowjobs off the, from the woman. That's that's a turning point in someone's life. But we said that before. Um... With a previous listener that I think had a story about a small world, and it was like the woman. Oh, they turned each other, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah, and we said it's not it's not about being bad or anything about what was going on. It's just the situation that happened mm. that made you realise it's not like a because we automatically did it, didn't we? we? Were like, oh, she's fucking terrible at that. I don't want to. Yeah, be... yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then he was like, that is the penis. So it's like you automatically assume it's bad, but. You know, discover what that's you a like, life experience. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I don't know why everyone was just sitting with their dick out and not waiting for her to come around and then pulling it out. I don't know why that's... <laughs> so, uh, eager beavers. A lot of weird stuff goes on when countdowns on, mate. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that's like five o'clock in the afternoon. Then we're on the full-blown day session then. <laughs> Is that the one with the, the tune that's like... Uh, do, what's it going? Do, 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 do. I would absolutely be trying to bust it when they come on. I'd be like, I'd be like, Shirley, wait, Shirley, wait, Shirley, wait. Uh, go, 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 go. And as as the uh, as they're doing like the, the little word plays, it goes, and then you're absolutely going to, oh, dirty Shirley, dirty Shirley. What a nickname! Love it. Countdown will never be the Imagine same. Imagine being again. on the playground and you're standing there with your kids, and then you look over and dirty Shirley's, and 
the kids that are playing with your kids, I'd be like, don't be friends with them. Don't be friends with them. Get away from them. <laughs> They'll be like, why, Daddy? I'd be like, don't go near her. I love it. Just the name on alone, Dirty, Dirty Shirley. Shirley. If she invites you around the house, don't go. I love it. Right. Uh, hi, gents. I have some good news. Oh, sorry. This is a this is the episode of previous listeners like it. Um. Oh, it's the the woman that is dating someone older that, and the parents were a bit funny about it. <clears throat> so she says, "I have some good news. The relationship with my new partner and parents has improved a lot since I took your advice and stuck with my guns on the problem." I would like to thank you both for that. It's good news. I'd like to hear that. Yeah, we're glad our advice helped. I know we said about um it make it, it like it feels like you're like your schoolmate is now dating your daughter. That's the way we route we were yeah, going there, wasn't it? For sure. Trying to help her understand what the parents are sort of going yeah. through. Um But yeah, if he's like we said before, if he's treating you right and you're happy and stuff like that, there's no there's no reason not to. You know what I mean? Um, so hopefully it stays that way and stays strong and he treats you right on this miserable Sunday before work tomorrow I'm sitting with some bad anxiety from the weekend of drinking I know you guys have mentioned on the alcohol blues in the past what do you tend to do to try and counteract it well Jamie (laughs) (laughs) that's weird like I literally had that this weekend and I spoke about it on this podcast (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, I'm an extremely needy person, so I'll, I'll always message the person that I was with the night before drinking to like try and gauge whether I've upset anyone or anything, just because I'm fucking that um, needy. But I don't think there's any way to get over alcohol blues. I think alcohol is a depressant; it does it to you. Yeah. Um, if you've blacked out, which you don't want to get to blackout level. Um, you're always going to have that, always going to have that anxiety the next day. And it's just a thing. A lot of people stop drinking because it gets that bad. My mum, for instance, if she has like a real big session, she'll stop drinking for a few months because she doesn't like the feeling the next day of not knowing what she did and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, another thing is, I will give this advice, even though I never take it on myself, is drink a shitload of water before you go to bed. And it tends to sober you up enough that you're not blacking out. And then, oh, you mean you could so you can remember it the next morning? Yeah, yeah, because it. Yeah, because it's dehydration. <clears throat> it's the dehydration yeah. that is actually stopping you from, like, feel, like if you drank a load of water before you go to bed, you won't um, feel half as bad the next day. The few occasions that I've been sober enough to think, oh, I'm going to do that. I've cut, I've woke up the next day and I felt a lot better than I did do on a normal time. Yeah. No, I'm I am drunk in a while. I think the last time I got really bad was at Charlotte's thirtieth, and I ended up dropping my phone on the concrete and cracking the back yeah. of it. And then talking about your cousin, and then I was just like, "I'm done now." I got <laughs> <laughs> went to bed. Um, I do think you need to know your drink I, as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And your yeah. limit. I think um I'm I don't give a fuck, to be quite honest. 
I think that's quite a selfish and like... It's a good way to be. It's a good way to be. It's not a good way to be because I wake up the next morning and all I think about is I like um, I like to open a Pepsi, a Diet Pepsi. Yeah. Or a Pepsi Max the night before so it's flat. Or I like to have like a box of ice lollies. I don't know why, but ice lollies are like my thing when I'm fucking hungover. Yeah, or... they are good. Like the fruitiness and the coldness, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's just something you got to go for, isn't it? I don't, I, you know, what I mean, I don't think there's really anything to counteract it. I think you can message the people you're out and say, "Did you do anything stupid to sort of like stop the anxiety?" Because sometimes it's just that thought of like, like you had like seeing them, and then they know something you yeah. don't. I because I know how much I run my mouth. Like I talk so much shit, yeah, especially when I'm drunk. That the next day I'll be like, what the fuck? Did I? I remember having a long conversation with you, but I don't remember what I said. And then it'll be like <laughs> yeah. trying to put, piece that together. And that's not necessarily because you've had too much to drink. It's just because you've had, it was a long night and you drank a lot and you had a lot of conversations. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if there was, if, if there was no side effects to alcohol, we'd all be alcoholics, wouldn't we? If it was cheap. Yeah. I would be an alcoholic. Yeah, up there especially. I don't care about the side effects. Yeah, I would be fucking wanked 24-7. <laughs> I mean, I'd be like popping them on my fucking break <laughs> if I could afford it. At the minute, I'm buying a pack of 10 so I can have two each time I do a podcast episode. That's what I'm doing. Oh, really? That's how fucking expensive it is. Yeah, yeah. Pack of 10, I get for a month. I have to go get another one. Um, Yeah, no. Just keep your head up. You can try and get over it, but in a few weeks when you go out again, you'd get it again. Yeah. <laughs> so just get used to that feeling. Own it. Own your abuse that you gave people when you were hammered. That's what I do. They deserve it. There's plenty of times that if anything... Dan have gone in a full blown on someone. <laughs> and uh, I've had to call up Dad the next day and confirm what we said. <laughs> Dad's yeah. like, don't worry about it. And I'm sitting there going... <laughs> and then I... Yeah. And then I'm fucking pretending to high five him <laughs> through the phone. Um, so yeah, own it. It's only going to happen again. You know what I mean? Um, but we're glad about your relationship. And you, you know what I mean? You're, the first email you sent in was about domestic abuse. And we didn't like yeah. that. You know what I mean? We got you away from that. And now you're in a good relationship and your family are starting to get on with, board with it. So it's all good. That's what we're sticking with. Your bit of blues anxiety will be gone tomorrow when you're at work and you won't have to remember it. Yeah, for sure. Right, last email. Uh, previous listener. Uh, the one about putting a finger up his bum. <laughs> email back quick. Yeah, that was that's not that long ago. <laughs> no, that was a few episodes ago, yeah. Um Thanks so much for making the light of my situation. I have to say your guys' reaction to it was golden. I have to say Sabina hadn't given a fuck and we were out in, um, I don't know where we were, but she tried to poke me in the butt again. (laughs) So there you go. (laughs) But she, it's not in like a sexual way. She just now does it because I don't like it. So, you know, there's always always that. Way to wind you up. Um, Yeah. So, and I just let out my frustration on the podcast, forget what I've said, and then she throws it back at me the next day. So it's all good. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, 
saying of that, where's the... I can't, oh, no, it would have been a while back now. So in the last episode, because we recorded it, so the last episode came out was about the swinger. You know, the guy that was going... And he wanted advice going to the swinger. Oh, right, yeah. And I said, I would like some first-hand... Expert, like, you know what I mean? I want to investigate mm. and bring it back to the podcast so you can get me an invite. And then I said, oh, Sabina definitely wouldn't let scratch you that. Yeah. So she messaged me when she listened to the episode last Friday and was like, if you get an invite, I want to come too <laughs> because I just like being nosy. And I was like, I'll report that back. <laughs> <laughs> so we are a go. Get me that invite. Me and, well, I'll drive down with me and Sabina and we'll just sit in the corner like freaks. Sipping like alka pops or something. And next time I go to Dan's house, there'll be fucking upside down pineapples everywhere. Fucking them fucking fez things in the windows, and he's gone full blown into the swingers world. <laughs> yeah, and, it's, and it'll be Sabina's fault for giving it the okay. <laughs> anyway, so um, I was out the past weekend, and I ran into my ex from high school, and I drunkenly said to her to get in touch if she was up for something casual. And she has subsequently sent me a message this morning asking if I was serious about about it as we are both dating other people. I have no recollection of saying this. This is a very drunken episode. Very drunken. I have no recollection of saying it, which isn't an excuse in brackets, but it's made me curious, does that make me a bad person? I really like the person I'm with now and I don't want to fuck things up there either. I kind of know what I should do after listening to you guys and your advice with others, but I would just like some clarification. No problem. We can block and delete. (laughs) Block and delete. Leave it as a drop. Jamie was actually hitting his cue. Fucking do not go back there. Do not untuck that bed. No. No. I agree. From someone that has done very stupid things with exes and that. I absolutely agree. If you're happy the way you are now, it doesn't make you a bad person being curious. You can, you know, I mean, everyone imagines things. You have a bad day. You bump into someone. You're like, oh, I haven't thought about them in a while. That doesn't make you a bad person. Actually acting on it and physically going and pursuing it makes you a bad person. 100%. They're an X for a reason. An X is an X for a reason. Yeah. You didn't work out. Leave it at that. And the fact that you didn't remember, and she does, and she still messaged you, even though that you both are with other people, makes her the bad person. Yeah. Because she's now pursuing it. I would question the morality behind it. Yeah. Both your drunken self, morality, and the morality of the girl in question. Just fucking... There's been a few sticky situations in this episode, and um, block and delete. Just block and delete. Get rid. Yeah. No, do not go there. Stay with the person you are now. As always, she is an ex for a reason. Jamie is right. So all it is going to do is make your life more complicated. You're going to have to hide secrets and things like that. It's just not worth the hassle. No. Stay and be happy with the one you are now. 100%. Don't think we're your dick. Like Dan. Like Dan would. <laughs> <laughs> These are one of those situations where I always just leave it to you and I'm like, I'm not giving advice. <laughs> <laughs> Dan's preview experience does not qualify this episode. 
It's one of the, as as I said earlier, do as I say, not as I do, and that just fucking yeah. No, I've never I've never cheated on anyone, but I have many occasions said done that, bumped into an ex and been like, oh, there was one girl. It was just a fucking chaos. Like it would just be like we'd meet up and we'd bang for like a week, and then she'd get upset because I said something just random, so we wouldn't speak for like a year. And then I'd bump into her again in town and be like, oh, hi, banging again for a week. Then she'd get upset again. And that was going on for fucking years like that. And then I moved to Scotland. So that stopped it. Thank fuck. There's a lot of complicated things like that. When, like, before I was with Charlotte, yeah. there was a lot of complicated. Uh, I got myself into a lot of shit, which I could have been avoided. You know about a lot of it, Dan. And it's just like, I was always going through some sort of drama. And uh, it's exhausting. It fucking is fucking exhausting to put try and like please multiple people at once and just oh, it's just it's not worth it. No, and like after like I said before, when I said in previous episode that I deleted all those photos of like right now being with Sabina and growing up. I have nothing to hide. I'm on the podcast. I'm completely honest with everyone. And I feel more relaxed than I have done ever. Because when I was younger, sleeping with everyone, there was secrets. There was people I was talking to. There was things I was doing, blah, blah, Mm. blah. I've none of that now. None of that at all. And I'm fucking massively happy. There you go. I mean, honesty is the hardest thing. But it's definitely the fucking... It's worth it. takes that weight off your shoulders. It does, yeah. Absolutely does. So no, don't do it. Jamie's advice, block and delete. Do it. Get the fuck out of there. Don't even ring it up. That's it. It's done. You don't have to be honest with your with your missus. You're not lying. She hasn't asked you, so you're not lying. Just erase it. Mm, 100%. Erase it, yeah. Keep it buried with that memory of you n- not remembering it. That's what I would do. Have a have a have a hair of the dog. It'd be gone. Put again. it down to a drunken mistake, a conversation that you you didn't do any more than conversate, and um, avoid that bar for a few months. Yeah. Do not bring her with you. Your new one. No, well, <laughs> that'd be a fucking yeah. drama. Yeah, don't do that. Fuck that. On that note, it's been a boozy episode for our listeners. There's been a lot of uh, potential moral dilemmas going on. Uh, <laughs> Say the least. <laughs> um, we had a brilliant story come from one of the listeners. Obviously, um, keep them coming in. Keep them coming in. We're enjoying the amount of questions we're getting, the amount of stories coming in. Some of them that are yet to come on other episodes are fucking wild. Um Please give us some feedback as well on what you thought of Uncle Joe being on the podcast last week. Um, his audio wasn't brilliant, but I'm hoping it didn't affect the episode too much for you listeners. And um, if you've got any content ideas, questions, or um, feedback for the show, send it into Two Men No Hope. And um, that's it from me, Dan. I'll see you on the conspiracy episode. Monday. Monday, Monday, Monday. Monster Truck Monday. (laughs) See you later, man. This episode of Two Men No Hope 
is sponsored by BetterHelp. Hey, Jamie, why so glum? Oh, bruv. I just wish we could help the listeners even more. Well, I can turn that frown upside down, mate. How are you going to do that? Let me tell you about a company called BetterHelp, the world's largest therapy service, and it's 100% online. 100% online? So can our listeners get help anywhere? That's right. They can talk to a therapist however they feel comfortable, wherever it's via text, chat, phone, or video call. They can message their therapist at any time and schedule live sessions when it's convenient to them. So will they get the right therapist for them? BetterHelp has a network of over 30,000 licensed and experienced therapists who can help them with a wide range of issues. Plus, if their therapist isn't the best fit for any reason, they can switch to a new therapist at no additional charge. Wow, that's really good. Well, what can we offer the listeners to get them started? Well, we have teamed up with them to offer them 10% off their first month. All they have to do is go to betterhelp.com forward slash two men no hope. That's betterhelp.com forward slash two men no hope. So all they have to do to get all of that and 10% off for the first month is go to betterhelp.com forward slash two men no hope. Exactly, my friend. Now, doesn't that make you feel better? Yes, bruv. That's so much more off my mind.